Jesus said, he that believes, every time, you kept saying, he that believes, he that believes, he that believes. You can say, she that believes, it makes no difference. So who you're putting your trust in? This is what it boils down to, doesn't it? Who are you putting your trust in? Your circumstances? The, gov the government? Your money? Yourself? Someone else? Hallelujah. And, and God wants to come fill you with his spirit and put that spirit of faith in you. Let me read something. You started something now, young lady. It's your own fault. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I, my heart is full of faith. There's a lovely hymn, but I want to sing this one. I don't want to sing it, I'm going to read it, because we haven't got, a, well, we have got enough books, but uh, I think we've sung enough for now, <coughs> with your throats, because mine's getting a bit awkward too. Let me just read some of this to you, by Charles Wesley, beautiful hymn. They were written as poems, a lot of them originally. Spirit of faith. Now you're calling on. Spirit of faith, come down. Reveal the things of God and make to us the Godhead known and witness with the blood. That is the blood he shed on the cross. Design the blood to apply and give us eyes to see who did for every sinner die has surely died for me. See, you can't know that unless the spirit of faith comes down and you receive him. You can believe God did this, God did that, but you can't know it in your, in your heart. No, well, actually it goes on to say that. No man can truly say that Jesus is the Lord unless thou take the veil away and breathe the living word then, only then, we feel our interest in his blood and cry with joy unspeakable, Thou art my Lord, my God. Have you ever come to a place when you cried, Thou art my Lord, my God? You see, when, when the spirit of faith, who is the Holy Ghost, has come into you, into your spirit, and made you one with God, because that's what he's come to do, you will have this cry in your heart. Well, the first cry you'll get, which is in Romans mentioned in chapter 8, you'll say, Father, and it'll be the spirit of his Son in you, saying, Father, not you, the spirit of Christ in you. Say in Father, because he'll be made one with your spirit, and he is joined to the Lord, is one spirit, the Bible says. Of course, I could go on now all, all day without even turning to the scripture. Because the word of God has got to be in you, not just written in the book. The word of God has got to be in here. Hallelujah. Thou art my Lord, my God. There's a big exclamation mark. Thou art my Lord, my God. And then he goes on, I know my Saviour lives. He lives who died for me. 
my inmost soul his voice receives inmost I'm receiving his voice he's speaking in my inmost soul because you can preach from these hymns as I'm doing who hangs on yonder tree set forth before my eyes even now I see him bleed and hear his mortal groans and cries while suffering suffering in my stead see when, when and I'll read the last verse inspire the living faith who which whosoever whosoever receives the witness in himself he has and consciously believes I'll read that again inspire the living faith see this is living this faith is living it's living it's alive it gets you going it gets you moving you can't lie down when this is in you it's a living faith it's the resurrection faith of Jesus life of Jesus Christ comes to live in you the living faith which whosoever receives no matter who you are where you're from what your name is where you've been the witness in himself he has we have the witness in here and consciously believes the faith now listen the faith that conquers all and does the mountain move opens the Red Sea Re Jesus said if you believe in your heart you say to this mountain, Be thou plucked and cast into the sea, it will obey you. That's the faith. Of course, you're not going to do that, obviously, because you don't need to, do you? But if you're like the children of Israel, stuck before this problem, you've got the enemy behind, where am I going to go? Opens up the way. See, this faith conquers all. It'll conquer every problem, every in your life, in your heart, in your mind, in your circumstances, every time. Because it's the faith of God, spirit of faith. It's the spirit of God. Come down. Fills us. Does the mountain move and saves whoever on Jesus' calls and perfects them in love. Are you perfect dead in love? That will be, you'll know whether you got the spirit or not. Because you're perfected in love. In your heart. You know. Hallelujah. So I better speak what I was going to say, hadn't I? So what I was going to do today, I was going to look with you. Even though there are only five of us. I was going to look in the first epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. I want to read a bit and then I want to jump into Ephesians chapter 4 just briefly now I want to go into back into Ephesians uh, back into Corinthians but then chapter 2 and then back in chapter 1 so you know so you only need to, you only need two places really two books 1 Corinthians and Ephesians chapter 4 that's all you're going to need unless the Lord moves us in another direction okay 
we all up to your starting place you got your foot ready to launch out of you you're taking up your anchor because we're off and here we go Paul called an apostle if the words are in italic they are not in the original okay so if I leave them out I'm not a heretic I'm reading what was originally written Paul called an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sothenes our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth Corinth to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus called saints with now there's another category here that's one category to those that are sanctified in Christ Jesus called saints with all that in every place call upon the name of the Jesus Christ our Lord both theirs and ours so that's he's including everyone now the saints and everyone but he's writing particularly to the saints to those that are sanctified in Christ Jesus then he says grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you in Jesus Christ that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and all knowledge even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you I love prepositions which tell me what's happened in you not about you, above you, or beside you, but in you, the testimony of Christ confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift. Here he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and that is obvious, because you should go on into the epistle. He talks about the gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy, the gift of this, that, and the other. Okay. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming or the... Uh, revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ who shall also confirm you unto the end blameless confirm you unto the end blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord called unto the fellowship of Jesus Christ do you have in fellowship with Jesus Christ? Now I beseech you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions or schisms if you like. You know what a schism is don't you? It's when people go off in a little group over here Oh we believe this, oh we believe that we believe this don't tell any don't tell anybody but we believe this and the preacher's wrong you know that sort of stuff schisms divisions that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together of course we can go into Ephesians chapter 2 and different uh, places now I'm looking about uh, the body of Christ and different things 
that you be perfectly joined together. Have you ever seen anything that's not perfectly joined together? It doesn't look right, does it? It just doesn't look right, you know? I mean, just think, we've got a dog there somewhere. She's probably gone to bed. I don't know where she's gone. But imagine she had a, a leg sticking out of her head. Not joined together perfectly, is she? That's a bit of exaggeration. No, but... See, God makes everything perfect. Originally, because sin has entered into the world and caused problems. But perfectly joined together in the same mind. So if you're perfectly joined together in the same mind, you're thinking the same thing, aren't you? Not one person thinking this, another person thinking that, another person th thinking something else. And in the same judgment. So when you look at something, judgment means to, to look at something and, and, and make a conscious uh, decision about something. Doesn't, it's not a wrong thing to judge and people misunderstand the Bible when they say you shouldn't judge well, you ought to read the Bible properly but anyway the same judgment so in everything you judge you, got, you, you judge it the same everything isn't that wonderful right, I think I'm going to stop there um No, maybe just go on a little bit. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them of Shaloi, that there are contentions among you. So there's already contentions. So this is one of the reasons he's writing to them. Because there's content divisions already. But I'm not going to go there just yet. I want us to go over into the next chapter, I think. Or maybe Ephesians. No, well, definitely in the next chapter. But you notice that it says to be of the, s of the same mind, think the same things, yes? So how are they going to do that? How are you going to think the same as someone else? Hmm? You think, well, I'm an individual. An individual. You know, I've got my, I've got my own mind. So what I think about the situation. So I think about it. That's Paul says, have the same mind. Be one. In what you're saying, in what you're thinking. So how how is that possible? So it, it was Ephesians. Sorry, messing you around. Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter 4. <coughs> okay. Okay, so in chapter 4 of Ephesians, just got to find my place. Okay. Verse 17. Chapter 4 of Ephesians. This I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord. So it's not, you know, this is the Lord's testifying that you henceforth walk not as other Gentile. You can have Gentile nations if you want, those who are not of the Jews. 
in the vanity of their mind. That's they were walking in vanity of what they were thinking uh, in their mind. What they thought in their mind was vanity and they were walking in it. Understand? Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Powerful words, aren't they? Alienated from the life of God. And everyone's alienated from the life of God unless they receive the Holy Spirit. No matter how, what church you go to or what you believe, or you've got to have the Holy Spirit because that's the life. I come that you might have life. So having that understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. The ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness but you have not so learnt Christ if so be that you have heard him that's the first thing you need to do is to hear him if you've heard him okay you've not so learnt Christ if you've heard him I could stop now and say ask have you heard him have you heard Christ speak to you and have been taught by him. Wow. Did you know that Jesus has come to teach you? If you heard him and been taught by him. Oh, I've been taught by the Apostle Paul. I've been taught by somebody else. I've been taught, it went to theological college. They taught me there. No. You've got to be taught by Jesus. And if you're not taught by Jesus, you don't really know anything, though you might think you do. If so be you have heard him and been taught by him, as the truth is in theological college, as the truth is in my mind, as the truth is in a book that someone wrote about such and such a topic of Christianity, where's the truth? Shout it out. Where's the truth? In Jesus. There's no truth anywhere else. Did you know that? I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what Jesus said. And if you haven't got Jesus in you by the Holy Spirit, you won't be taught by him. Then he goes on to say that you put off concerning the former manner of life, it says conversation, it means behaviour or manner of life. The old man. We're not going to go there, we've been there roughly before, in a roundabout way, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust. But be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man which is created after God in righteousness and true holiness 
And then he talks about the things that you're to put off. You're taught by Jesus Christ. I think that's wonderful. I want to be taught by Jesus Christ. I don't want to be taught by anybody else. I don't care what they call themselves, where they come from, or who they think they are. I want to be taught by Jesus, don't you? You've got to hear him first. How am I going to hear him? Well, yes, the answer is in Corinthians, in chapter 2. And then we'll go back to chapter 1. Well, the clock is working, I see. It's against me, isn't it? I don't think you should have clocks, personally. Not when you're preaching. I think they should be faced to the wall. Because you might have a tendency to look. So chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians. So we talked about being taught by Jesus, didn't we? Hmm? We did indeed. So let's go... Oh, where shall we start? I think we should start at verse 1. It's a very short chapter, it's only 16 verses. I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech. Oh, that's wonderful, isn't it? I think it is. Or of wisdom. Didn't come in wisdom. Declaring unto you the testimony of Paul. The testimony of someone else. No, the testimony of God. That's what I, when I came unto you, I declared to you the testimony of God. This is God's testimony, not mine, Paul. One Paul, this is God's own testimony. Oh, we read our Bibles, but do we see what it says? How, do, how much time do we spend on every verse? And read it again, and read it again. Let God speak to us. Or do we skimp over it? I came declaring unto you the testimony, or the witness, if you like, of God himself. For I determined... Are you determined not to know anything among you? So when he went to the Corinthians, I don't want to know anything at all. I don't want to know this. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know anything about myself. I don't want to know anything. This is what I've determined in myself. I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I determined... So all I want to know, Jesus Christ, where is he? Is he in your life? Crucified? Is that, is that what, that's what Paul was determined. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He wasn't some, one of these great preachers standing on a, a pulpit somewhere with a, a choir behind him and you know, so many thousand people in this billion dollar, million dollar place that had built wasn't there, all eloquent and with his best Sunday expensive $200 suit on and all the equipment that they had everywhere. No, I was there in weakness. 
and in fear. And much trembling. I tell you, when you fear, you do tremble a bit. But he was trembling a lot. Much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of men's wisdom. We'll look at that in a minute. Not enticing words of men's wisdom. Some clever person. But in demonstration of the spirit and power. This is, Paul said, I've come declaring to you the testimony of God in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Why? So that your faith, that's the ones he's that's the ones he was in the declared in the testimony of God to, these Corinthian believers, so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power. The power is your... Are you stood? Is your faith stood in the power of God. That's what he's saying. Are, are you stood in the power of God? Is your faith in the power of God? Or in your own strength? You see, Moses, to bring up that illustration again, was stood there in the power of God. He was depending on God. And God said, lift up your rod and let them go forward. That's the power of God. Changing. Well, God had planned it all for long, from eternity. It was all going to happen anyway. And you know, it's all going to happen if you believe God. If you believe God, it's all going to happen. Just as God said, just as God planned. Your life from eternity, if you get hold of God and let God get hold of your heart and your mind and the way that you think, it will happen. Because God is in control now, not you. You understand? The power of God. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. People don't like that word, perfect. They change it to something else. They'll say, mature. But that's not the word in the Greek. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. So the wisdom of this world and the princes of this world, they come to naught. We know that. How many governments, how many prime ministers, how many this, that and the other, how many have fallen, you know? Usually because the Americans get involved and bring down countries and things. But I mean, you know, they're not stood in the power of God, are they? comes to naught, all of it. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. I told you that just now. God ordained it. This mystery no one can know. 
unless you've got the Holy Spirit you can't know what Paul's talking about even this is the wisdom of God now listen which none of the princes of this world knew not one prince when it says prince it doesn't mean Prince Harry or Prince this or Prince that it means those people in authority okay in the world whoever whether it be a king a duke or whatever those who have authority governments anyone they didn't know the wisdom of God for had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory but it is written I has not seen neither ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him I read that again eye has not seen neither ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared so God's prepared them for whom? for those that love him they're not prepared for anyone else so if you don't love God you won't hear him you won't know of these things but only for those who love him and how do we know them? Well, here we go verse 10 but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit that's why you must receive and I keep saying it and I will you must receive the Holy Spirit for the spirit searches all things yea the deep things or more accurately the depth of God you know in your heart you got some deep things there stored away which only you know about don't you you don't share with anybody you don't want them to know could be past experiences could be secrets which is okay deep in your person you know it's the real you deep down inside maybe you've been hurt which you probably have if you're a human being been wronged and there's things down there in your heart but the spirit of God searches the deep things of God not see the spirit of God when creation was hovering on the water the spirit of God was hovering Genesis chapter 1 and God said let there be light right at the beginning the spirit of God hovered on the water the same spirit of God here searches the depths of God can you imagine the deepest ocean in the world maybe you can't I can't but you know where I'm going how deep is God hmm? how deep is God we know he's infinite and the Spirit of God searches the deep things, the very depth of God. 
For what man knows the things of a man? Except by this, I'm changing it, except by the spirit of man which is in him. As I said, you've got deeps in you, haven't you? I can't know what's in your heart, can I? I can't, it's impossible. I can't know. The only person that knows is your own spirit. I don't know, I mean I'm married to Tricia, but I don't know. I don't know who, uh, in, in there, do I? In that intimacy of her spirit. So what things knows a man, save the spirit which is in him, even so the things of God knows no man. No one knows the things of God. No one. No one. Read it over and over and over again. No one knows the things of God. Nobody. Nobody knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So don't come and tell me please, as I won't listen to you, you know the things of God if you've never received the Spirit of God, because it's impossible. And that's why he's writing this. Eyes not seen, neither ear heard, neither is it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. You must receive the Holy Ghost. How many times I've said that here? You must. You must be a day in your life where you know that God has come by His Spirit to live within you. And if that's not happened to you, you're not being, you've not received the Holy Ghost and I don't care what people have told you. Or what you imagine, because it can't possibly be true. Because if you have received the Spirit of God, you will know the things of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. It's all in black and white, it's clear as ABC. We know the things of God because we receive the Spirit of God. So I know the things of God because I've received the Spirit of God. That's why I'm able to talk to you like this and to preach to you today. Because I've received the Spirit of God on... On the 17th of November, 1973, in Cardiff, in someone's living room, God filled me with his spirit. And from that moment on, God taught me. I didn't go to any men. I didn't go to any book. I went to God because God was teaching me in here by his spirit. And you can't know God unless you receive his spirit. And he goes on to say, which things also we speak. Not in the words of men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. See, he's come to teach us. If you've been taught by him, we read it in Ephesians, if you have been taught by him, 
You'll know. You know you can't do this. You know you can't do that. You know what you should do. You know what, how you should behave. How you should talk. How you should act. What you should do. The spirit teaches you because you haven't got a clue. Otherwise, none of us. You might think, oh, well, I'm going to follow this, um, you know, good deeds, do this, do the other. I'm a good person. No, you're not. No one's good but God, Jesus said. Did you know that? He said, why do you call me good? None is good but God. Hallelujah. Time goes so quick. It's not right. It's always against you, isn't it? So we speak the things, not of man's wisdom, but what the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man, so the one without the Holy Spirit, receives not the things of the Spirit, because they're foolishness to him, and I'm going to look at that in a minute and finish, <coughs> neither can he know them. You can't know them. You can't know them, not without the Holy Spirit. can't know them because they're spiritually understood discerned they're discerned by the spirit you might think I'm bragging but I'm not a young man came in here with his wife about a year ago sat at that table I knew instantly that he wasn't born again of God instantly why? because the spirit showed me and I know whether you're born again or not. And you might think, oh, Alex is very arrogant. No, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will show you if you're born again or receive the Holy Spirit. He's come to teach us. Spiritually discerned. So if you go into a room where people are possessed by devils, how are you going to know? How are you going to know? And I tell you, a lot of people are possessed with devils. A lot of people, you might think, are good, honest citizens of the world a lot 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 of people are possessed with devils they might look alright they might be Christi call themselves a Christian I'm not saying Christians I've said they might call themselves a Christian it's a big difference so how are you going to know if that man is a thief and a liar or a murderer if you don't have the Holy Spirit and you've got to do business with him and he comes into your church wants to join the church how are you going to know the spirit will teach you not saying you should ask the person to leave they might leave when the truth is known but that's what he's come to teach us all things you see John first epistle he's come to teach us all things then he goes on to say, But he that is spiritual judges or discerns all things, yet he himself is judged by no one. You can't discern. The person who's got the Holy Spirit, that's taught of God, you can't discern them. You think, hmm, something about this person, I just can't make it out. He's not judged by anyone, only God, but not by any man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that we may instruct him? No, okay. We have 
the mind of Christ. If you're born and receive the Holy Spirit, you're born of God, you've got Christ's mind in you. We have the mind of Christ. That's why we know the things of God. So I'm going to go back now and we're going to end with this. We're going back into chapter 1. We left off where there were divisions, didn't we? Do you remember? He said, it's been, verse 11, It's been declared unto me, brethren, there are contentions among you. Now, this I say, that every one of you saith, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter or Cephas, as it says here. That's, that's the apostle Peter, it means. But I'm of Christ. I don't need you. I'm, I'm, I'm of Christ. You see how arrogant people can become? So there was the divisions. I'm following the teaching of the Apostle Paul. I'm following Apollos because he was Jewish. You see? These wicked things that creep in. Even Peter was told once by the Apostle Paul about his following Jewish things told him off, sorted him out, and so we should have as well. Is Christ divided? Verse 13. Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? See, he's pointing him to Christ. Christ was crucified for them, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus and Gaius, at least any say that I baptized in my own name and I baptized also the house of Stephanus besides I know not whether I baptized any other now this is why Jesus Christ sent the apostle Paul for Christ sent me not to baptize Paul wasn't sent to baptize in water he's talking about but to preach the gospel that's why he was sent to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect or no effect so I didn't come to baptize but God sent Christ sent me to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words lest the cross of Christ should be made to none effect, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. This is the crux of the matter. If you want to know what everything turns on, as far as you are concerned, it's this. And I, of course, speak to myself. The preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. But to us which are saved, or you might have in the new version, being saved, it's, it's, it's present continuous tense of the word, we are saved and we are being saved. Okay, that's what the Greek is, though some people would argue otherwise, but that's up to them, isn't it? Let them get on with it. Which are saved, it is the power of God. So you want to know God's power? There we are. It's the preaching of the cross. 
the preaching of the cross is to them which are saved is the power of God for it is written I will destroy the wisdom of the wise I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent where is the wise where is the scribe where is the disputer of this world what that means not disputing the world but the d disputers of the world those who like to come and argue have you met them we're going to talk oh no I disagree no I know this no I remember disputing one with another the Greeks used to do it all the time, they used to dispute with each other, they used to take a topic and they'd dissect it and everyone had their own little imaginary shared of it. Disputers. What are they? Now he's talking to the church, those who were sanctified and the others. Where's the scribe? Where's the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world for after and I'll, I'll unpack this a bit because it could be a, look a bit confusing to start after that in the wisdom of God the world by wisdom knew not God it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe so what he's saying here see the, the world thought they were so wise the world thinks it's so what look at all these governments look at the buffoons all of them they're all buffoons. Every one of them. In fact, you can see that. It's pretty obvious. They think they're so clever, don't they? You know, we've got the World Economic Forum which wants everyone to have implants in their head, computer implants, so they can control them. That's a fact. It's not fiction. It's a fact. That's where it's all going. That's what they want to do. Buffoons, utterly, utterly, all of them. People who run the United Nations, they're buffoons. They haven't got a clue about humanity, about nations. They're there for one purpose only, to control nations, control the water, control the food, control everything. That's another subject, I spend all day talking to you about that. But they've got no wisdom, they've got no understanding of God, none at all. But after that, in the wisdom of the world, the world, by wisdom, didn't know God. So with all the wisdom of the world, they didn't know God. You can't know him. In the church, there's not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen, or called, the foolish things of the world. Like me. And hopefully, like you, if you're a fool. I hope you're a fool, because this gospel is for fools, you see. God's chosen the foolish. See, you've got to be a foolish thing to be chosen by God. Because that's what we read, just read. God has chosen the foolish things of the world. To confound, I love that word, to confound the wise. And has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and things which are despised. God's chosen. God's called. Chosen. If you're despised, God's chosen you. See, these are the people God has chosen, the despised, the foolish, the weak. And things which are not. To bring 
to note the things that are, that no flesh, no man, no woman, should glory in his presence. That's the presence of God. That's why God hasn't chosen mighty and clever people. He's chosen the weak, the foolish, the despised. Because you know, the clever people, I keep wanting to use it in a word, but people think I might be being rude if I use a certain word, because I wouldn't intend to be rude, but that's the way some people think. The clever, whatever. They've got to, you've got to become foolish. Well, of course you have. God's chosen the foolish. You've got to come foolish in your own mind. He's chosen the weak. You've got to become weak in yourself. Instead of being strong like you are. You've got to become weak. The base things. They're the things right down here. You can't get any lower than base. Did you know that? You might have a different meaning. Doesn't quite. Well, it does mean that. Basic. Are you basic? Oh, do you think you're clever? Do you think you're cultured? Look at me. I'm cultured. Well, you've got to become a fool. You've got to become base. You've got to get right down there, on the floor, on your knees. Call out to God. Ask him to deliver you from yourself and your self-opinionated of yourself. And all the clever things you think you are and you've learnt. You can't glory in the presence of God. Do you understand? All the things you've learnt in life, all the things you think you're so clever about, you've got to lose it all. A man has got to take up his cross and lose his life if you're going to follow Jesus Christ. Because you can't glory in the presence of God with who you are, what you've obtained. God, don't, God won't have it. And then he goes on to say, and I'm going to end with this, you'll be glad to hear. But of him, that is of God, this is of God, are you in Christ Jesus Okay, who God is made unto us, unto the foolish, unto the things that are despised, unto that which is not, unto the base things. God has made Christ unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. You can only have these things if they're given to you, if you're in Christ and God gives them to you. He will give you wisdom. Jesus is your wisdom. He will make you righteous. So you're not walking about in your own righteousness, thinking you're something when you're nothing. And he'll make you holy. Sanctification. And he'll give you redemption. He'll save you from yourself. And that's the thing to be saved from is yourself. Because that's the biggest problem, is you and me. That's why you've got to die with Christ and be buried with him. That according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in 
the Lord. So I'm just going to ask you, what are you glorying in? Anything else than the Lord? You're a, you're a, a fool in the wrong way. Because you don't want what God has got for you in Christ. He'll give you wisdom, sanctification, redemption, all these things. They're all in Christ for you. But you've got to come to that place. I'm a fool. I thought I was this. I thought, relying on the world, on the wisdom of men. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. It's all that you need to believe in that he died for you to make you, to give you wisdom, to give you redemption, to give you sanctification. And the other thing which I forget is it wisdom. You've got to, it's got to be from God. All the rest will be burnt up and destroyed on the day of judgment. I promise you. Because the scripture says, and I believe it. So we're going to pray now. I've kept you long enough, haven't I? And my throat's getting sore, so that might be an, a note. And some people fall into sleep, so it might be good to stop. And we're going to thank the Lord. Excuse me. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you that you've come, Lord, and you destroyed the wisdom of the wise through the death of your son. Lord, they all, the world thinks it's so clever and throughout history everyone thought, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to build a kingdom here, we're going to build a kingdom there. But Lord, you've come to destroy it all and eventually it'll all be burnt up so it was all a waste of time in the, in the first place. Men's efforts, men think they're so clever. But Lord, you said it's all foolishness. All of it is just foolishness. As far as God's concerned, utter foolishness. Lord, and it's Jesus Christ. It's the preaching of the cross. It's the word of the cross. The message of the cross. This is the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And we believe in that, Lord. We believe in... The fact that Jesus Christ crucified on the cross to redeem me to yourself, to give me wisdom, to sanctify me. That I should only glory, as Paul says, I glory in the cross of Jesus Christ, nothing else. God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of Jesus Christ, where unto the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. And this is what Paul said at the end of the Galatian epistle. God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to me. Hallelujah, Lord, thank you, Lord. You're our boast, Lord. It's the cross is our boast. No flesh should glory. We glory in your cross, in the death, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, because that's the only place that we can know we're safe. The only place where we can know salvation, redemption. So we thank you for this time. 
of being together, Lord, cause it to so go into our hearts, Lord, that it changes us. And, Lord, your word would so get into our hearts, Lord, it would change us and make us like you want us to be. And we thank you, Lord, that's what you've come to do, and that's why you died. So we, we commit this word to you now, Lord, and thank you for giving us ears to hear, Lord. And I pray, hearts, to understand. Amen. Let's sing something, shall we? Appropriate. Let's sing that lovely hymn by Isaac Watts. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my riches gain, I count but loss, and pour contempt on all my pride.